0: I want to extend our apologies to regular listeners for the slightly delayed release of this episode. After being postponed twice, the execution of Lisa Montgomery, the only female inmate on federal death row in the US, has taken place under two hours ago, as I record this update. She received a lethal injection at a prison in Terre Haute, Indiana, after a last minute stay of execution was lifted by the US Supreme Court. Her lawyers had argued she was mentally ill and suffered serious abuse as a child. The 52-year-old strangled a pregnant woman, Bobby Jo Stinnett, before cutting out and kidnapping her baby in Missouri in 2004. In a dramatic move late on Monday, a judge in Indiana had halted the scheduled injection until a mental competency hearing could be held. Perhaps it was an inkling which caused me to hold the release of this podcast, recorded in the run-up to the decisions. Both Ben Ando and I would like to say how sorry we are about the outcome, as well as offer our deepest sympathies and compassion to the family and friends of the other victim, mother to be 23-year-old Bobby Jo Stinnett. Now to the podcast. Hello, Ben. <coughs>
1: Hello, Victoria, how are you?
0: Have you missed me? <laughs>
1: like a hole in my anus. Oh, hang on, I've got one of those.
0: Oh, I was reading my daughter, um, my bum has a crack in it, I need a new one, which is a kid's story. Help, my bum has a crack in it. And she just didn't, she didn't get it. Why is my bum cracked? She like, why is my bum cracked? And I kept on, like, and it ended up in her showing everyone, my bum's got a crack in it. <laughs> my,
1: my bum's got a crease in it.
0: Well, you will have a crease in your general demeanour after we've finished with you today. Welcome, one and all, to episode 41.
1: Episode 41. Who'd have believed it? By the way, can I just say... My
0: my age.
1: My bum's got no nose. (laughs) What? My bum's got no nose.
0: Okay. No, you're supposed to say, how does it
1: smell? (laughs) (laughs) Let me do it again. My bum's got no nose.
0: How does it smell? Ben?
1: Absolutely horrible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good morning, everyone. Well, hello, everybody. Oh, and God. good day. Did or you whatever. have a chocolate bar just now? <laughs> no, I didn't. I've had a cup of tea and I'm loving it. Okay. I need it. I need my cup of tea.
0: I'm Victoria Mitzi. I'm a journalist, a podcaster and a key worker. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> I'm Ben Ando and I'm I'm going to stop saying I'm an ex-BBC journalist I don't, I'm, I've been left to BBC over a year now I don't think it accounts anymore does it?
0: Well, we've discussed this, and I think that people dine out on having worked for the BBC for two minutes for about ten years. So I think you're perfectly <laughs> entitled, especially as a lot, you know, it engenders the old crooner in people. So former BBC journalist is a moniker I've heard an awful lot, and it's helped to shift a lot of books, so I'd keep my mouth shut if I were you. <laughs>
1: okay, fair enough. I mean, I was there for 15 years and at ITN for, 15, for what, 11 years before that? So I Exactly, long
0: enough to learn bad habits in journalism. <sighs>
1: I'd have got longer for murder. Anyway.
0: So what have we got today?
1: Well, we're going to talk about um, the two women who went walking during covid lockdown and got slapped with a couple of fines we're going to talk about the guy the 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 guy that you've seen the photos of this guy with his stupid kind of bushy hat on with horns sticking out who was in the one of those who kind of invaded the u.s capitol building i mean you know those scenes were just almost unbelievable but there is comedy to be found in it for sure and um We're also going to be talking about something a little bit less funny, which is the impending execution of Lisa Montgomery and what's going to happen to her.
0: Yes, some of you may be thinking, oh, that sounds familiar from last week. Well, yes, but we're just taking it further with a little turn in it because the story seems to have developed. Today there's been um, a few technical hitches which we won't mention. Hitches and glitches. But what we also will mention is... I'm glad you're not switching. Oh, yeah, well, let's see, let's see. (laughs) It depends on whether you buy me a Cadbury's cream egg or not.
1: Uh Ah, well, well, I've got something to say about that. Have we got news (laughs) on
0: that too? That was yes. quite funny because in the run-up, let me let me share this. I can I can snitch on this. Um, that we in the run-up to this. Ben was like, "I've got a really what 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 have you done over the past week that you could share?" And it was all about Capri's cream eggs and supermarkets. So it's well, kind of really exciting lockdown news here.
1: <laughs> well, that's that that is literally what it's come to, isn't it? In lockdown.
0: Although but, mine was uh, about sofa fabrics. Oh so. God, I
1: can I can hardly wait for that. Um, so, so have you, have you, you've heard, haven't you, of the Cadbury's Cream Egg Inflation Indicator?
0: Oh, we're we going down the Cadbury's Cream Egg path. Um, I, I don't really understand it. Go on.
1: Okay, so I was a, I was a schoolboy during the 1980s, obviously, because I'm very, very old. And at that time, the joke was you'd say, "What's the similarity between I don't know, pick a random girl or um." Well, let's say Victoria Mitzi. Oh!
0: What's the similarity? (laughs) It's going to be awful, isn't it?
1: What's the similarity between Victoria Mitzi and a cream egg?
0: I think everyone's shouting at their radio right now.
1: Okay, the similarity is you could lick them both out for 12p.
0: (laughs) Um, And what
1: I noticed in the supermarket this week when I bought a cream egg was that it's now, the cost of licking out this random girl would be 50p because that's what the prices have gone up to.
0: (laughs) Uh, although it does have to be said that some people have probably not gone up with inflation. <laughs> have you? <laughs> I've just inflated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you're still a twelve p girl at heart. Oh no, you're younger than me. It would be. What would it be with you when you were about about thirty p?
0: Would it? I didn't go for cabra's cream eggs. So they're not really a kid thing. If you're in the. You know, the I was going to say tuck shop, but I just went to a normal school, which actually the second one had a tuck shop. Did you have a tuck shop at your school?
1: Yeah, we did. So tuck shop um, routine, uh, during break time, the routine was always that you everybody would charge the tuck shop, there'd be a massive queue, and you'd buy either a plain cheese or a cheese and pickle roll, and if it was this time of year, you'd certainly buy a cream egg, and then obviously go and hunt down Julie Simpson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we we'd probably get in a lot of trouble if I told you the people that I thought stayed on twelve P. <laughs> but oh I'd say our our sweetie days when we were below the age of ten in, in primary school would have been stuff like black and mm, no, that's a bit advanced. Um yeah, really penny sweets. We could get penny sweets. Fruit salads, sherbet dabs, those oh, kind yeah. of things. Like really could... crappy sweets.
1: I didn't. I. I was. I didn't really do those. I must admit. I was never. I don't know. I just never really got into that kind of sweet. But partly, I was sort of warned away from it because it's bad for your teeth. It's just literally. 100% no,
0: I was there with lasagna and sausages. Yeah, quite. A,
1: I've always been a savoury kind of guy, but I do like chocolate as well. And, as, yeah. and
0: we all know you're salty.
1: But I've also got middle-aged man sweet tooth now, so I've started liking things I never used to like, like cake and biscuits and all that shit.
0: You've been saying that for years now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I've been it's
0: just I've your been excuse mi- for liking biscuits.
1: I've been middle-aged for years, of course.
0: You're Mister Biscuit, and you don't want to admit it.
1: Anyway, you think you you were telling, trying to tell me last time how actually I'm not middle-aged at all, but I'm old, and I'm trying to come to peace with that.
0: Well, well I'll just have a go wherever I can. Don't leave any chinks in your armor. <laughs>
1: Talking of old, now let's talk about young and talk about two young women who said they were intimidated by police.
0: (laughs) Hold that thought, hold that thought, because I want to throw forward to just adding in rude place names that we're going to talk about because it floats my boat greatly. Rude map of Britain, okay? Hold that thought. So back to the young ladies now. So, Jessica. Or maybe we can merge them. Jessica. Merge the (laughs) story.
1: Yeah, if only they'd been going for a walk on Sticky Bottom
0: with their Cadbury's cream (laughs) (laughs) eggs
1: so Jessica Allen and Eliza Moore were walking at a reservoir in Derbyshire five miles from their homes in neighbouring Leicestershire when they were stopped by the police and fined 200 pounds each now they lived in Ashby de la Zouche and they'd driven each driven separately to this reservoir called Four Mark Reservoir, Bendall's Bay. And they were stopped and fined. And they were saying, well, hang on a second. You know, we were out to take exercise. But the police said, because they were both carrying sort of those big, massive, you know, super gigantic cups of Starbucks coffee, that it wasn't actually an exercise walk they were going going on, but a picnic and find them, <laughs> which seemed a little bit of a sort of a super tight interpretation of the law.
0: You know what I think, don't you? C- You've mentioned that they are welcoming a review because they think it was an intimidating approach to lockdown fines yeah but i think that they are perfectly within their rights to do that and the lockdown law review should be full steam ahead but i do think that with the rates of transmission which you i don't i doubt you've researched since i last banged on about this ben but um that most transmissions occurring in households and by sort of face-to-face transmission that way. Um, So there is so much going on here. It's unbelievable. And, you know, there are half of us who are... As I also am on my soapbox about key workers and abiding you know we're also too tired to socialise because we've got kids and we've got Mm full-time jobs we're just jealous that other no I just think that there's loads of people who you know perhaps if you don't work you're more likely to socialise and perhaps furloughs encourage that but um, it's that that's transmitting the virus and the police should be cracking down on that rather than doing the hello to to two young ladies (laughs) who are quite attractive
1: Well, I mean, the police—they call it the four E's approach, but after what you've just um, said, I'm going to call it the five E's approach. Which is that it says the police should adopt this approach. This is from the College of Policing, and the the well, the five E's are number one, hello, hello. Number two, (laughs) number two is engage, which is speak to people and try to establish that they understand what's going on. uh, The second stage, okay, that was really the first stage. The second stage is to explain and, and educate people about the risks they're taking. The third is to encourage them to basically piss off home and then the fourth one the last resort number four is to enforce an issue five it seems here that Derbyshire police just literally just jumped the gun and went straight to DEFCON 4 without any of the intermediate intermediate steps very
0: weird isn't it when also police time is taxed like taxed as in stretched yeah, that yeah. this is happening, but maybe that's why because they can do superficial work and then they have to go on and um, approach other attractive women.
1: <laughs> but then there's also the <laughs> well, the, well, this is it. There's the, that's the aspect of the, that's the TV cameraman thing, isn't it? That you always talk about.
0: I always talk about. No, I, I have. I, have I mentioned it before that they pan in on the girl at the <laughs> football match jumping up and down with her low cut top on?
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And you're like, I
0: mean, oh, groan! How embarrassing. Yeah.
1: No, it's true though. I mean, you're right. They do, and we well, certainly they do in certain other countries. I mean, one of the great joys of watching foreign World Cups in, in places like Brazil or Argentina or Mexico is the um, the uneducated, shall we say, uh, le- less politically correct cameramen who just literally every time there is a goal or any kind of lull in the action will zoom in on some, you know, very pretty Latina girl with, with the low cut top on.
0: I don't know if they're looking at the face quite often and it's quite (laughs) embarrassing when it's concerts and there's always someone on someone's shoulders who's wearing something really inappropriate and you think oh no are they out of it imagine you've had far too much to drink someone goes get on my shoulders and your top's (laughs) like fallen off and then BBC News gets you how awful
1: that's a classic it's never happened to me That's a Glastonbury
0: thing, isn't it? It it never happened to me like the dildo ladies that we've covered on this podcast. (laughs) They were so embarrassed they posted it on Facebook.
1: Okay, so I've got a question for you. What do you want to talk about next? Do you want to talk about... (laughs) Do you want want to talk about Jamiroquai running a mock in the US state's capital? Yes, but isn't it crazy?
0: Do you know what the reaction was of chaos in the capital, as they're calling it? (laughs) Um, The next day at work, Everyone was like, even the people who were kind of overseeing some training that I was doing, well, like, they'd, they'd link in to the call that we were doing the training on and go, what's going on in the world? The world's gone mad. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, culminating in Trump, Trumpo finally being kicked off Twitter. I yes. mean, what did you say? That's hitting headlines now. It's a,
1: yeah, it's a certainly a weird world when the, when the, the biggest story in the world is that the president of the United States has been kicked off a social media platform. But then, this is that thing though. I come from the generation before social media was even a thing. I I can remember when news was what political leaders said in speeches or in interviews, not just on some random. Twitter thing, and it, and that's really changed, and it shows how much it's mm. changed. But mm. the the so this guy is Jake angeli is the guy that everybody will have seen the photos oh, of with I his face, his, his face painted red, white, and blue, and wearing this bizarre kind of, um I think it might be a raccoon skin hat, like a Daily Crockett hat with a pair of big horns sticking out of it. And I mean, let's face it, he just does look like jamiroquai on a on a sort of you know releasing a rather dodgy comeback album. <laughs> I saw. Quite oh, he a has been.
0: He's Doing some fairly recent songs, hasn't he?
1: Okay, answer me this: Why have I never seen Jamiroquai and Keanu Reeves in the same room? Uh, you can't, mm. can you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: look at you, you may as well be a Trump supporter with all your conspiracy theories.
1: (laughs) So this guy, his real name is Jacob Anthony Chansley, known as Jake Angeli and he is a prominent follower of the baseless conspiracy theory QAnon. I can't even remember what it is QAnon believe. Are they the people who believe that we're all controlled by lizards or is it they believe that the world is a massive (laughs) network of paedophiles? I don't know. It's all. I don't know, let me just put my
0: tinfoil hat on. (laughs) We love (laughs) that, that, don't we? We Conspiracy theory. Do you know what? I had to share a taxi in Ibiza back to an airport with a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) Can you imagine? I was virtually like ramming the the roll yourself down window open, (laughs) sticking my head out. I can't stand that stuff.
1: So you're in a taxi with wheels within wheels? With what? <laughs> wheels within wheels. That's what they always say. Is it wheels within wheels, man?
0: Is that what it is?
1: Yeah, they say everything's controlled by the Illuminati. <laughs> oh, I think it
0: the, was because there were pre-this conspiracy theorists, weren't they? And they well, used that, to say different stuff. Not that I listened to.
1: <laughs> I think the Illuminati are the ones that believe in. So, <laughs> uh, whatever you talk, whatever you say about the Illuminati is, it, it always involves a sort of a triangle with an eye in the middle, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: yes but seriously all these people hold all the power yeah exactly oh (laughs) big red telephone we're back there again oh that's right i remember that one god we've talked
1: about that before haven't we
0: well, Ben, where's your big red telephone? Is that's that how he said it, it yeah. at the protest? Well, Were that's you what like, they
1: like, shut to up, me. Stig. <laughs> I said, I actually pointed out there was no big red telephone. Mm. But if, I mean, if it was, I mean, okay, moon landings, people who believe that NASA didn't really go to the moon, it's like, hang on, seriously? If that was if that was the case, then like about 50,000 people would have had to keep a secret. Are you telling me, given how stupid we all know people <laughs> yeah. are, that, that no one would have lot. blabbed? No one would have blabbed?
0: I've so. got I your up, crow. Coronavirus cough and they have to they sent me home for it at work because of you because I talked so, to you down a microphone, it's your do, fault.
1: Hang on, do you still get
0: paid? What if I go home to get my coronavirus test? If you're sent
1: home from yeah. work, do you still get paid for the day? Yeah. Oh my god. So you walk into work, you go <coughs> and then you go home again, surely every single day. <gasps>
0: Do you know I've been well, the thing is I'm in the middle of this like really difficult training at the moment. So oh, any time I take off, I fall behind in the training. So I'd stayed through having weird shifts over New Year. You know how it is. Y- you remember how it used to be to work, don't you? Vaguely. <laughs> and um, so I'd been coughing and no one had cared. And then all of a sudden they felt they ought to do the right thing. And there I was mid mid what I thought was a much better cough. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like you out. And I was like fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> so so I went with um, my daughter to go and do the test, which is also tough because you have to get the little thing in their nose. It's horrible. And then I had to lure her with McDonald's or old McDonald's, as she calls it. Oh, not with a cream egg? No, she, she doesn't. See, they're not kid things. I maintain uh, they're not kid things. Right. OK, but where were we? Jamiroquai. Back to I Jamiroquai. Think, I, we're I, off I, the path now. Mm. I'm just
1: going to say one thing. Yeah. I actually genuinely think a cream egg might be marginally healthier than McDonald's.
0: Well, it depends on what you... Because, you know, I did this course when I was postnatal. How many courses have you
1: done? You're forever on courses. No, I'm not as much on studying as many other people.
0: Anyway, this course was... You know the fat and salt content on goods? Have you ever Mm -hmm. looked at that? Mm. It's quite interesting that, Mm -hmm. like, you'll be way up on the salt content. And sometimes I buy things with that because it's better than having too much fatty stuff so it depends whether you want to like kill yourself on sugar or kill yourself on fat really but they're, oh. they're saying that good fats aren't that bad so i just you know help myself to uh, buttery and creamy things yeah but that's
1: that's literally what people do is they just interpret it to suit themselves and <laughs> yeah clearly... but it all
0: went a bit mad with margarine do you remember that
1: oh god anyway yeah I know bacon's supposed to give you cancer isn't it
0: Oh, I'm about to have some soon.
1: I know I love bacon. I anyway, know oh, you love um, bacon. So because you're
0: so a pig. <laughs> so, so,
1: so anyway, this this guy Chansley has been has been charged with violent entry and disorderly conduct. Uh, conduct.
0: Conduct. Do you mean?
1: Contract, conduct. Conduct. And and, Hello? And, and, and Donald Trump, so good they impeached him twice, is now facing another impeachment charge for his role in the unrest.
0: Mr. Peach...
1: I love this. A statement from the federal attorney for Washington, D.C. said, It is alleged that Chansley was identified as the man seen in media coverage who entered the Capitol building dressed in horns, mm-hmm. a bearskin head, or oh, bearskin headdress, not raccoon skin, a bearskin headdress, red, white and blue face paint, shirtless and wearing tan pants. Of course, I thought... <laughs> <laughs> This individual carried a spear approximately six feet in length with an American flag tied just below the blade. That's nicely specific. I mean, you know, there's, there's the, you wouldn't get him mixed up with another protester with that description,
0: would you? No. I think um I think that's why Jamiroquai the question you posed when we initially struck up this conversation, why Jamiroquai chose the hats he chose. Because this is uh, given this this protester now has um, the grounds for a book, doesn't he really? Yeah, he if, he, does. if he can write it. Yes. But that doesn't matter, does it? Didn't,
1: didn't you tell me that you were sort of kind of friends with Jamiroquai?
0: Oh, I just, I used to know him from growing up, yeah.
1: Wow, what, were you into? Same school or something?
0: Uh, <laughs> do you want the honest answer? We used to get our weed at the same place.
1: <laughs> Great stuff.
0: <laughs> And that's how I can visually testify to the wearing of hats not being something that happened in his downtime as much as it did on stage. Fair enough. So. But that's also how we know that we've got a birthday in common as so, well. Oh, my God, man, is it your birthday? <laughs> Me too. I bet that oh. I felt, did that
1: feel really cosmic and significant? <laughs>
0: we were, I was his cosmic girl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Virtual insanity.
0: But that means Um, it's his birthday coming up if you want to tweet him for his birthday.
1: And and there was actually, after Jamiroquai had been, was there any weed left for anybody?
0: (laughs) At at the time, they were good, but they weren't who they were. So um, we didn't feel at all worried about, you know, digging into his stash. (laughs) 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 <laughs> that makes it sound like we're Cheech and Chong. They were though. They were.
1: Cheech, and Chong. Cheech and Chong.
0: That's you and me. I've given Ian, except Ian, your screech, who we love and loves to kind of pick out monikers for us from the podcast. Oh, we're, we've now got Cheech and Chong, and there was another one, Did Fred and what Rose. What? You're,
1: you're screech, not Cheech.
0: <laughs> you're Pong.
1: Sorry, you're screech. I'm wrong.
0: I'm
1: pong. <laughs> <laughs> screech and pong there you go
0: oh i've got to think of another one <laughs> screech, okay screech and schlong <laughs> yeah no you only get good ones out of this <laughs> it's a winner anyway <laughs> so
1: so i suppose take talking about president trump as we did very briefly and it it's so oh, yeah oh it's so good to see him losing i love it um god i'm a really bad person this takes Why? us on to of course lisa montgomery
0: It does. And the sad story and the reason for the title of last week's podcast, A Lifetime of Torture. And that was because that's exactly what Lisa Montgomery suffered um, in the run up to her atrocious crime. Yes.
1: So just to recap on what she did, she kidnapped a pregnant woman and and she cut the fetus out of the pregnant woman's belly and murdered that woman in doing so the fetus lived and actually was subsequently reunited with its parents, or its father at least Um, but she was um, she is due to be executed by lethal injection because of this Um, and Normally, as we've talked about before, outgoing presidents, once they've lost the election in the November, they don't allow any executions until the new president is inaugurated in January because there is a sense that they don't have any authority anymore. They're just a sort of a a figurehead. In this case, though, Donald Trump has authorized several executions, breaking with protocol. Now, uh, Lisa Montgomery's lawyers have launched a last, 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 last minute appeal to try to get her... Her death sentence commuted to life imprisonment. They said that she was mentally um, unable to be sentenced. They said she was raped by her stepfather and his friends in a specially built room in his trailer when she was just 11. She was abused. Um, and even as a child, I think you said she was abused, Meds.
0: She was treated very badly by her mother in the run up to this sexual abuse which I classify as emotional as well as physical abuse because um, her mother drank heavily during her pregnancy. So this, this woman really has not had a life. And I think it's important to show somebody the option. And that is what I presume the criminal justice system is about, rehabilitation. But if people don't know any right, then all they can do is wrong, in my opinion. And as you back the view, don't you, Ben, that um, that the death sentence isn't the right way either.
1: I do agree with that view. I mean, so from the age of 11, this is an 11-year-old girl, okay, so not not that much older than your own daughter, or certainly, you know, I remember when my daughters were both 11 years old. He built a special room at the back of the trailer, and he raped her, sodomised her. He often used a pillow to smother her face. When he resisted, he slammed her head onto a concrete floor. so hard Which gave
0: her... Brain damage, yes. You suffered a
1: traumatic injury, brain damage. Um, he would then invite his friends around to gang rape her. Um, and these gang raping sessions lasted for hours and on occasions the men would urinate on her. Um, she was also, I mean, further to the abuse you talked about from her mother as well, uh, who would essentially sell her to electricians or plumbers if there are jobs that needed doing. They would, Their payment would be to have sex with uh, this child. It's just horrid. Um, and yes her crime is ghastly nobody's saying she'd be she'd be somehow let off but does she should she be murdered by the state when clearly as you said she's just got no kind of compass whatsoever as to what is normal or decent or reasonable behavior i i don't know i feel extremely well, surprised. her
0: lawyers obviously don't feel so and they feel that there are strong enough grounds so let's just hope i feel very much that she hasn't been given an opportunity
1: yeah I mean, so so the, the, just to finalize on this one, really, the original execution date was December the eighth. Then it was moved to January the twelfth after her lawyers contracted coronavirus while working oh, on the yeah. case. Um, and so a clemency appeal is being prepared. Um, they are going to appeal directly to the president. We will see what happens. and And as you, we'll- you
0: said, it's quite important to distinguish that this isn't a pardon in any way. She will be held accountable for what she did in two thousand and four. When she travelled to meet the woman that she murdered, Bobby Joe Stinnett, um, who she'd got to know online through their love of small dogs, apparently, um, yeah. who was eight months pregnant. So it's, um, it's actually very lucky that that baby survived as well, because um, it would yeah, have been, yeah. wouldn't have been full term. So yeah. amazing, really.
1: Incredible. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. uh, and now I want you to tell me about your loose bottom. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think well, he's had or, enough of that Or if you, prefer, you
1: could always, if you prefer, you could always tell me about your brown willy
0: <laughs> Not my broken wind
1: <laughs> Oh, pity me
0: <laughs> In England, there's Barton and the Beans in Leicester- Leicestershire Jump <laughs> Bunny and great snoring, which actually is near where you are, is it? It's not it, that then? far
1: from me, yeah. And I mean, there's How lots of apt. great snoring goes on around here. You do here, some
0: yeah. great snoring. I do. I'm, do. I'm, a, I'm a witness to that.
1: I do do some. Yorkshire's home
0: yeah. to some crackers, crackpot, giggles, wick, wet wang, and blubber houses. <laughs> Yes, and also one that appealed to me was Pity Me, somewhere (laughs) towards, I think it might be over the Scottish border.
1: It looks like it's in the northeast, yeah, towards Scotland. This
0: one you'll like, Spunkle. Yeah, I I
1: was just looking at Spunkle and thinking, (laughs) I like it. Like but quite. we're
0: doing really well round round the southwest here, starting with Brown Willie, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Crapstone.
1: Well, Crapstone is near you, isn't it?
0: Yes, that's what I'm saying. This is my locality, Shitterton. Okay. Um, <laughs> I one. drove through Shitterton. I obviously put that on my Twitter. <laughs> uh, Cockermouth, of course, not to forget. Oh, you could, know that one, could, don't for, you? Who could forget Cockermouth in Cumbria? But coming back to the southwest, Penny, come quick. <laughs>
1: Mind you, Crapstone apparently is a, is a, top, a, top, a top doggers haunt, isn't it?
0: Well indeed, and um, actually I'm just going to mention fingering hoe in Colchester before I come back to Crapstone <laughs> finger-ing. Oh you made that one up It's in Colchester, I kid thee not <laughs> are, you, are, you,
1: are, you, are you saying you haven't heard of anal rogering in Lincolnshire?
0: Or just because they told you it was called that. (laughs) (laughs) When you went there with a gang of your surreptitious mates (laughs) in in a camper van.
1: (laughs) Or or in Norfolk, the famous village of Scrotum (laughs) Grope.
0: <laughs> a sleepy village on Dartmoor, which is actually very closely described to where I live, um, has been dubbed the rudest place to live in Devon. Oh, I just, I nearly got there by a hair's breadth, <laughs> but that's essentially because of its name. But they're saying that it's a, Crapstone is a lovely place to live. This was um, recently in the news, but. It has stuck out from from the rest on account of the fact that a local woman accidentally discovered a daytime dogging car park. So we've gone from my obsession with dogging, which I always presumed would be an even tide or towards like blanket of darkness. Now this is a daytime dogging car park. The resident who understandably wanted to be anonymous said she parked her car in the car park to have her lunch some weeks ago when a stranger parked his car right next to hers, despite all the space around her In the entire car park before speaking to her, and almost immediately inviting her back to his flat for spag bowl and cuddling. (laughs) Who could resist spag bowl? Is not a place in Lincolnshire, by the way. (laughs) Is
1: is, is that the sort of the the, the Devon yokel version of Netflix and chill?
0: (laughs) No, I think that might involve a a pie.
1: All right, my lover, a bit of Netflix and chill.
0: Pasties. (laughs) Pasties are genuinely a massive thing here. Like, there's a guy. There's a guy on the local social media site which pasty and poke is good <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't he should call it pasty and poke but in lockdown he offers his pasties oh, maybe that's a, a thinly disguised veil for dogging what do you think
1: <laughs> go on then what does he, he what, during lockdown he offers what free pasties or something
0: no not free pasties he does a pasties on wheels van for people who can't be bothered <laughs> because they're so busy or they've got too much homeschooling to do and everyone just noshes down on pasties
1: So he's got a mobile pasty van.
0: Yeah, but they go like hotcakes or hot pasties, indeed.
1: Well, why wouldn't they? I think a pasty's a fine item of diet. I do like a good pasty. I have to say I'm a man of pasties. Yeah, absolutely. I'm
0: not a pasty fan.
1: Okay, I'm surprised, but fair enough.
0: Are you? Well, yeah, you like everything. I don't. I do like everything, but um, except daytime dogging. I draw the line at daytime. <laughs> okay, oh my goodness! Okay. As well as Piddle in Dorset, some new ones are coming through here. Oh, Piddle in Dorset. Um, apparently, German ones are even better, Ouch. according to producer Phil. He sent me Fucking, which is a town in Austria. Rimsting, a village in Bavaria. And that would I wow. like. Wank, a mountain in the Bavarian Alps near Garmisch <laughs> yeah. Wank is also a small town between <laughs> Nesselwang and Fussen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought that might um, <laughs> strike a chord amongst us very mature YDLMFers oh, Absolutely, well that was fun Our week's round up then, Ben. Go on, your personal news. Hit
1: Um, us with it. Oh, it's just been tedious. I've been in lockdown, haven't I? Told you my my most thrilling thing that happened to me was I went to the supermarket and bought a cream egg and we talked about that.
0: Weren't you somewhat taken aback that they were in the shops?
1: Oh, well, yeah. But I mean, you get used to it now. It's like literally the instant that you've kind of like thrown the Christmas wrapper away, you know that you can go to the supermarket and buy cream eggs on like December the 27th. You know, it's just ludicrous, isn't it?
0: Well, what's interesting is that you see it as a marker of inflation.
1: Yeah, quite.
0: Makes yeah. it a lot more interesting than it is. I want to say a massive hello to Paint and Poet this week, because he, I want to give him a big cuddle, because he's been really great over Christmas, and I wanted to say a massive shout. How about, would you
1: give him a spag ball as well?
0: I'm. i not good. All I can see in front of me is shitterton and fingering. Oh, I can't think. <laughs> <laughs> but that's obviously nothing to do with the poet laureate of our podcast, who we love. Ben, there's some news that you've been called a bit of a Victor Meldrew in previous podcasts. By the way, well I am, and you broadcast from a toilet.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I do. Who wouldn't? Best place to be, isn't it? <laughs> any peace and quiet.
0: <laughs> a massive shout out because uh, Big Bear are again friends of the podcast. Said, actually, I've been throwing around uh, who's our loveliest listener. I've been calling everyone loveliest <laughs> listener God. so sorry about that. It's You're all our loveliest No, li- <laughs> yeah, Well, calling one person our loveliest listener is uh, not very nice. Mm. You're all lovely. Oh, just a note in about miscarriages of justice, which we've been meaning to do for ages, haven't we?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, so
0: I... Um, we will take that <clears throat> on board, and I can't wait to get your email. Neither can Victor Meldrew. Who I share the seat with <laughs> thank you tg as well for your comments and big shout as usual to glamorous news lady yay okay. oh and brian for your feedback about phil Cherm sitting in for ben and i think oh yes that was that was a comment about us whispering <laughs> As well, because children were asleep and oh. uh, and people were drunk, and that combination resulted in whispering. So that's interesting. But yeah, no, we're back on form, aren't we? Fine, fettle, Ben. Hooray! How can people reach us?
1: There's the podcast email address, which is you didn't let me finish podcast at gmail Or they can just message us on Twitter. Or you know, just at us on Twitter. I suppose it's uh, just at YDLMF
0: podcast. Oh yes. And the other thing that I wanted to throw out was. Do, is anybody interested in talking about the Peter Farquhar murder uh, that young guy called Ben Something or other Ben Field Benjamin Field. So if anyone's interested in talking about that, Big Bear and I were both watching not together because we weren't breaking COVID restrictions but <laughs> um, catching a killer diary from the grave and I've certainly seen something else about it. So if you're interested in that, get us on you didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com or ydlmf podcast on Twitter and tell us um, bits and pieces that you think about miscarriages of justice or that or anything you want to talk about because we always listen to you and read your responses which we're always grateful for and we're grateful for you listening we love you
1: yay well that happy note it's time to say goodbye isn't it yeah goodbye